We have Teen Challenge from Boston here this morning to, to serve and to worship the Lord with us this morning. And so they're going to come up in a few minutes and they're going to share their stories and they're going to share what God is doing in their lives. Just this last weekend, uh, a few of the pastors from here, we were at a pastor's conference and we were, we, we got a ch- chance to hear from Teen Challenge there too. And one of the stats that they me- mentioned and it struck, it, hit me real hard this last week, was one of the gentlemen was there. He was talking about one of his cousins who, had, who, was, who, who was addicted to opiates, and he passed away, and he was only 30-something years old. And he said, do you know how many deaths happen in mass every year because of opiates and because of alcohol? Any guesses? Over 2,000. That's five a day. The cri- we are in a crisis mode. We are in crisis situation. There is a problem that has to be resolved. And we have, we have an incredible ministry in our midst that is out there right in the middle of it, he- dealing with it. They are relying on God and God alone to make sure that those who need help get the help that they need. And today we have, we have gentlemen here who, are, who come here with stories of how they were broken, how they were in the trenches, and God got them out. And so today we are thankful for all of you gentlemen who are here with us. Would you come up, Nick? Would you come up and introduce us and take it over from here? Hey, how are you today, church? Thank you so much, Pastor, for that kind introduction. Um, Yeah, my name is Nick Kudis, and uh, I am uh, a very, very grateful graduate of Boston Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, I graduated Teen Challenge in January. Thank you. All glory to God, because it's not anything that we do, but it's God who sees us broken down where we are, where we were in the death that we were living in our sin, and raises us up above where we were and sets us up upon a rock. And he uses this ministry to do it. Teen Challenge, if you guys don't know, is a 15 to 21 month uh, residential Christian discipleship ministry. It may present itself as a drug treatment program on the outside, but really once you're in it, very quickly, at least for me, my craving for drugs started to pass, and I started to really engage the problems that I had that were much deeper than the drugs. The drugs were really a symptom of what, uh, what was at my core. My core was this weakness, this lack of confidence. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was created to be, who I was supposed to be. Teen Challenge introduced me uh, to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And gave me, gave me a place to, to learn, to, to read the Word of God, to, to engage, and, and more importantly than that, to actually go out into the world and have to grow, which now I know a lot of the guys in the program who have and have not graduated have been through a lot of programs. I was in and out of programs since I was 16 years old. I struggled with drugs since I was about 14. I was certainly an addict to pills by the time I was halfway through my freshman year of high school. And uh, I was in and out of programs since I was 16 years old. And, you know, rather than sitting around and and taking medication and talking about my feelings, Teen Challenge introduced me to the Word of God and then challenged me to go out into the world and apply those concepts to my life. And through that process of going through that furnace with my brothers, my best friends in the world, uh, it strengthened, it transformed me, changed me into something that I wasn't, changed me into the person becoming who God wants me to be. So I, I did want to start with the same information that, that um, the Pastor Marvin started with, which is that figure, that terrifying figure. That's 2,027. That's the number of 
uh, deaths in the state of Massachusetts, not New England, not the United States, but in Massachusetts in the year 2016 that are attributed to opioid overdose or death as a result of opioid addiction. Not all of those are confirmed to be the direct result of overdose, but we know that addiction to just one class of drugs contributed to this 2027 deaths. That's a a crisis of of unbelievable magnitude that crosses all different demographic, cultural uh, barriers. There's no group, there's no family in New England that's untouched by this class of addiction, by opiates alone. And these drugs that are on the street right now are so potent and so deadly that it can be one use or someone who gets clean. A common story is someone gets clean and goes back out there and tries it once again. Um, It doesn't have another chance. But we know that we have the solution to this. We know that we have an answer because his name is above all. Teen Challenge. We're compelled to reach every addict with the message of hope that's in Christ Jesus. Uh, we believe in, uh, in Acts 20, 24, and that's, that's, where we, uh, that's where we come to this, that, that we rely on the process of discipleship, that it's a Christ-centered 15-month program. Um, it's the biblical values that we learn and the way that we apply them in our lives that brings about that transformative change. We don't believe that any addict should have to go back out should have to try it again. We don't believe that relapse is a part of recovery. We believe that we can be changed and transformed by the power of the love of God and never have to go back to that life again. One of that song that we just sang, No Longer Slaves, was one of the first songs that I learned when I came into Teen Challenge. And I don't have any background in Christian music, but when I first came into Teen Challenge, that was one of the first songs, and that gave me hope. And that hope, we find that hope, that's enough to carry us on. And the work that God has begun in me and in my brothers, uh, we know that he is faithful to carry that on until completion, until the day of his return. So we pray for that. So we want to worship with you today. We want to continue to share uh, what God's done in our lives, in our song and in our testimony. You're going to hear from a couple of brothers of mine who've been successful in this program, reached, challenged themselves in some of the most difficult ways that they've had to. But because of Christ's love, we have the strength to push through to the end to see those changes. And you're going to see brothers who graduated today and brothers who are shortly going to graduate. And we please, we ask that if you came in, um, we hope that you got one of these, uh, one of these little cards here, if, a little envelope with a little card in it. If you didn't get it, if you put your hand up, maybe one of these guys, Jacob, uh, Corey, maybe if you guys still have some cards, if you see anybody that doesn't have one of these, you can hand it out. Please, we ask for some of your contact information. During the second song, we're going to come around and collect these again. But we ask that you please fill this out with some contact information so we can stay in touch with you. Um, Teen Challenge New England is going through a really transformative period. We've been able to get out of a lot of our uh, of, of debt and a lot of issues that, that came about because of the recession in the last several years and invest in the future in this crisis of opening up an adolescent girls' home that's in Western Mass called Bloom. I just saw the first Bloom graduates, um, girls under the age of 18, I'll uh, graduate from a shorter-term program uh, in the month of April. Um, we're also opening up two more adolescent or two more adult women's centers. I believe one in Connecticut and one in Southern New Jersey. So we ask for your support today, also. But please continue to worship with us for the rest of our presentation, and uh, come and visit us at the table out back afterward. We'd love to talk to you about more about what God's doing in our ministry and how you could help support us. Thank you. Please, and guys, would you come up? Thank you. These guys.
Good morning, church. How are you? So you guys believe in miracles? All right, so do I. It's going to be a miracle if I can fit the last 31 years of my life into three and a half minutes. Uh, this is my second time here, and I just want to say thank you guys so much. It's a, it's a privilege, it's an honor to come here and to share with you guys. I remember uh, coming here in the spring of 2015 and just being impacted in a great way, just the hospitality that you guys offered us, and you invited us right in, and we want to share. The book of Revelation says that they will overcome. They will overcome. That's us, that's you, it's everyone. By the blood of the Lamb, which Jesus freely gave to us, and by the word of our testimony. And I'm going to testify right now about what God has done and is going to do in my life. My name is Daniel. I'm 31 years old. I'm from Connecticut. I first originally stepped foot in Teen Challenge, uh, it'll be 10 years ago this November. Uh, a broken 21-year-old, I think, if my math is correct, 22-year-old, uh, broken, uh, having an identity crisis. I was raised in the church. Uh, I remember having some profound altar experiences uh, as early as seven years old um, in some of the churches that I grew up in. And I was going off on youth rallies and all of these things that you know, no, uh, you know, a, teen, a normal American teenager would do. But I had an identity crisis. Much like my namesake, the prophet Daniel, he was taken out of his land. He was given a new name and given food to eat. And I can relate to that so well. You know, I didn't know who I was. I think it's First Peter says that we are uh, strangers in a foreign land or even aliens, another translation says. And that was my life. I, I, I felt so out of place. And I wanted to fit in with my peers growing up in high school. You know, sports and, you know, things that kids do. But I couldn't. You know, I, there was a longing in my heart that I didn't really, I couldn't, you know, and people may have said it to me. Some of the leaders in my life may have spoken to me. I'm sure my parents tried to tell me, Daniel, you're not of this world. You were, you were separated before birth for the purpose of God. And, in, you know, in that longing to be approved and accepted and to fit in, you know, and in those years when I got some more freedoms growing up, I started to use drugs. You know, I didn't know. I remember going and trying to fit into little niches. And, you know, uh, for, a, for a year or two, it was not that any drug is harmless, but the immediate destructive nature was not necessarily present. And then in, a, in six short months, I hit such a bottom. And I came knocking on the doors of Teen Challenge. My, my younger sister is also a graduate. This ministry has uh, been revolutionary in my family. Uh, I was in Teen Challenge. I got to learn more in depth about who I am, who I'm called to be. I was surrounded by people who love me, leaders and pastors who would pour into me on a regular basis. Uh, I left Teen Challenge. I went off to Bible College. I did some classes. And then I uh, actually moved to England, and I pastored a church there for a little while. Um, I, looking back now, I really feel that I, I kicked the door open. You know, I wasn't waiting on God. We sang a song today. I think the worship leader led us in a song about waiting on God. And that has been uh, one of the main themes of my life right now. You know, I was running after something. I know I've, I've got a ministry calling. I'm going back to full-time ministry when I, when I leave Teen Challenge. But I did not wait on God to develop some things, to heal some stuff. You know, and that's what Teen Challenge does. You know, we, we want to control things. I wanted to control everything. And God said, no, you just let me work. You know, the, the, uh, somewhere in the Old Testament, it says, I work for those who wait for me. And so in that ministry experience, I ended up getting burned out. I came back to America. I started to compromise. 
And I did the most humble thing I've ever had to do is I came back to Teen Challenge. It was crazy. <laughs> this place is, is not easy because the men are challenged. Well, I'm challenged on a daily basis. I'm challenged on a daily basis. So we just want to thank you guys so much for having us here. And we're going to share in song and in word. We just hope you guys are blessed. Thank you very much.
Good morning, church. Um, my name is Tim. I'm 34. I'm from Brockton, Mass. Um, my life was, it was simple growing up. I had a great loving family. I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't really know much about Jesus. Um, grew up, you know, I liked having fun. I always felt like there was something missing. I was always extreme. I liked to, you know, take it to the next level, which wasn't a good thing, obviously. Um, tried using drugs, smoking weed and doing all the stuff normal kids do, I guess, if that's considered normal. Um, there was a big crisis epidemic in high school, Oxycontin, that like swept, you know, it's, it's bad. It's, a lot of us up here can attest to that. Um, Oxycontin. Then I went to heroin. It just downward spiral. It got real bad. Uh, I came in the teen challenge. Uh, January of 2010 for the first time. I finished a program. It was great. I met Jesus there. Changed my life like dramatically. Um, Graduated the program. I ended on staying on as staff in Brockton for a little while. Did did great. Uh, Met the Lord. Changed my life completely. I left. I shouldn't have left. I left. Ended up doing my own thing. Got busyness of life, working. Um, Stopped going to church. Fell away. God started closing all the doors in my life. You know, it was, it was bad. It was bad. But uh, <clears throat> I always felt the tug out there when I was, when I had left and I was doing the wrong thing. You know, it's like once you're God's, you got that mark on you. You know, and you can never enjoy, can never enjoy doing things that you know. It's, it's just it's bad. You always feel like there's eyes on you, and it's it's uh, the eyes of the Lord. You know, He's always watching tugging at you, so, <laughs> excuse me, uh, I ended up coming back in the Teen Challenge about three and a half months ago, I figured I got to get right, I got to come back to where I met the Lord, um, it, it's fair to say there's, there's a problem out there, it's bad, you guys seen the numbers, you know, and it's, it, there's a problem out there, but this is the solution, Jesus is the solution, and all these guys can attest to it, we're all miracles standing Standing before you right now, you know, it's, it's great. I just, <clears throat> so grateful for what God's doing in, in my life through this ministry. Um, I don't know, my family's back in my life. My, they trust me again. All my brothers, you know, they help me out daily when I'm struggling. Um, it's just, it's great. I'm just so grateful for God for what he's doing in my life through this ministry. And we, we thank you for allowing us to come and, and be a part of this today. Thank you. Thank you, Timmy. And thank you all again for having us here. And Pastor, thank you for having us back this year. And if I look familiar to anybody, it's because I've actually been here the last two years. I was here last year playing guitar up there with the guys still as a student and the year before that I was probably like three months into the program and I was so broken I was so beat up but your support and your encouragement brought me through the program so I'm not afraid because I know what it means to ask for your support again this year so if you sponsored a student last year or two years ago you helped get me and other guys Richie, Josh through this program so that our families can look on us and see hope 
they can see a future. They can see encouragement. They can see progress. They can see the love of God. And because of your support, that's possible. So we're here to ask for your support again. So please, if you haven't received one of these cards yet, please take some time and fill it out. We want to stay in touch with you. We also want your prayers. We know, I know, that I was prayed into this program. I didn't find out until after I came into Teen Challenge. My grandmother, and you know, I didn't grow up with God in my life, but my grandmother was praying the same prayer for me since I was 14, since she first started hearing that I had problems with drugs, that I would find God and that I would find hope and that I would, that I would, that I would come to see that he could get me through this. And, uh, and he found me. It took, it took some time. It took some time. But God uses all things together for the good of those who love him. And we believe that in Teen Challenge. So we're here to ask for your support again. So please, fill out these cards. During the next song, Tom and Alex are going to come around and collect them. So please put your hand up if you have one. Please take some time, fill them out, um, and we'll come around and collect them. And then after the service, we ask that you please stop by our resource table. We're going to be out back probably by the aquarium at the end of the service. And please come and talk to us. We like to ask for your support. We have a dollar a day sponsorship program. It's the most effective way to support Boston Adult and Teen Challenge, and your support can help bring a student all the way through this program and to keep the doors open and to keep beds open for the next guys to come in. We have capacity for 26. We've been at capacity, and maybe even with your hope or with your help, we can, uh, we can acquire a new property and move into a larger space and provide resources for more people to come into this program and to find the hope and the love of God. So please, we ask for your support and uh, fill out your cards. We'll come around and collect them. Thank you so much again, and continue to worship with us.
Good morning, church. How you doing? My name is Hagob Kazalian. They call me Huggy. I'm 38 years old. I'm from Arlington, Mass. I grew up in an Armenian uh, household where my family was always present. Uh, sports and family are a big part of my story. Uh, I played soccer all over Europe, all over the United States. I always had a void in my life that I filled, which I, back then I didn't know what to fill it with, so I used drugs. It all started at age 13 when it was the first time I actually smoked marijuana. Really didn't think I had a problem with it because it was just doing it with my friends and hanging out. As time went on, I moved on into high school, excelled in athletics, you know, moved on to higher levels, playing it all over, playing sports, all the sports that were available to me. Like I said, my family was always there for me, so they supported me no matter what. I moved on, I went to college, and then I got into more of the harder drugs. Like I said, I had that void. Then I knew that I had an issue because it started to progress. I started to do more and more. So I had an addictive personality, which I had no control over. I ended up going to Europe and playing soccer there. When I came back, I got hurt here and in my soccer game. And I ended up getting prescribed, like Tim said, Oxycontin. That's pretty much what we all started off with. Every Sunday came, I did a little bit, played in my game. As time went on, I felt like, oh, wow, let me try it on Monday. Let me try it on Tuesday. And then I got addicted. It brought me down to my knees. I had no hope. I had no future. But I was always there. It was always present. I always knew that God had a plan for me. He always had great things for me. You know, I would go to church, but I never had a relationship with God. You know, never read the Bible, never worshipped, didn't pray as much. But I knew that he was always there. You know, growing up in an Armenian household, church was available. We were always going on Sunday. But it was different, really different. So eventually I ended up moving on to heroin. Right then and then I knew that I was broken. I had serious issues that I needed to take care of. I had no one to turn to. So what did I do? I was always scared. Who can I talk to? What can I do? So I kept hiding it and hiding it, and that's the worst kind. I ended up sitting my family down, and I told them that I had issues. I had problems I need help with. They're like, son, don't worry about it. We're here for you. We can do this together. So praise God for that. They were always there for me and supporting me no matter what. I ended up going to Florida for rehab, and I came back. About a year later, I came back, and I caught myself driving to my dealer's house. I get there. He gives me a bag of heroin, and I ended up doing some. And then I continued to drive. As I was driving, I ended up overdosing. I went across the highway four lanes, hit the guardrail, went across the other side, flipped my car over four times. I was pronounced dead on the scene. The ambulance came. They covered me with a white blanket. They're like, this guy is gone. They hit me with Narcan. It didn't work. They hit me again, and finally I woke up. I opened my eyes, and I was in the hospital. The devil tried taking me that day, but God didn't let him. After I left the hospital that day, I went home. Just a look on my my family's face, they were crying, they were in tears. They were really disappointed in me because they believed in me. They were always there for me. That night, I ended up going outside. I got on my hands and knees, and I prayed to God. God, help me. Point me in the right direction. I know you want me to do great things. Let me be the man that you want me to be, that you created me to be. That night, I went back into my house 
And I felt something in my pocket, and it was another bag. So I did. My addict behavior, I ended up doing a little bit more. And I ended up overdosing again for the second time less than 24 hours. So again, the devil tried taking me that day, not once but twice. But God, again, didn't let me. Didn't actually didn't let him. He has great plans for me, like I said. I ended up leaving the hospital. I'm like, you know what? I'll just call some detoxes, some halfway houses. I'll do that thing all over again. I called about eight, nine detoxes, no bed, no nothing. You know, my sister's friend called me up, said, call this number. At that time, I was broken. I didn't know what to do, so I said, all right, let me call this number. I called this number. It was Teen Challenge. Hagop, we heard your story. We have a bed for you. Come on down. By the grace of God, he heard me that day. That night when I was praying on my knees, crying to him, reaching out to him to help me, to bring me in his presence. Let me walk the way he walked. I I went into Teen Challenge that day not knowing where I was. Didn't know where my car was. There's a joke going on in the house because I lost my car. I don't know where my car was for a week, so they still make fun of me for that. But anyways, I went into Teen Challenge, and I got there. Didn't know where I was for the first three days. I had a concussion. I had bumps, bruises, but I walked away out of that accident. Get there. Good morning, brother. How you doing, brother? Do you need anything? We're here for you. Praise God. Hands up. They're worshiping. I'm not used to it. It was all new to me. But eventually, I started getting into it just to see the love that they were showing me, the love that I really wanted and I deserved because addiction ends with love. As time went on, I started growing. I started worshiping. I ended up getting hope. God came into my life. I was saved in Teen Challenge. I've been there going on close to 10 months now. I'm a new creation in Christianity through Jesus Christ. Because of these brothers here, because of the staff, because of coming out to churches like, like this and letting me speak my testimony to you guys and let you guys know that there's hope out there. You know, I'm here to put on this earth to do great things. That's what Jesus Christ has a plan for me to do. So I just want to say thank you for letting us come here, sing our song, give our testimonies. I want to tell all my brothers on behalf of my brothers, thank you very much. I love all you guys for what you guys are doing for me in my life. And the scripture that I truly stand on is Philippians 4.13, because I really do believe this. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. No matter what, he's there. He always has my back, and he's never going to let me down. Thank you very much. So I hope you see what I see here as testimonies of transformation, of redemption, from the darkness, the hell on earth. That is addiction. It's the addicted life. It's hell on earth. Uh, To the joy of the Lord being our strength to the, the come on we're standing here on stage in a church we're in white shirts and ties if you knew where we came from if you knew where I came from what I was doing two and a half years ago you think it's an absolute miracle and it is and I have the joy of spending my day around 25 living miracles so please please come talk to us afterward please come talk to us we, we want to tell you about what God's done. And we want to ask for your support. Humbly ask for your support because it's what you sow into this ministry that bears this beautiful fruit that's standing here. So we thank you again for the, for the joy of coming back, for the joy of being here for one more day.
because God's mercies are new every day. And it's a joy to experience them. So thank you, Mount Hope. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. And uh, come talk to us afterward. Thank you. have the worship team come back up. Thank you, Nick. The team, you guys did a fantastic job. We thank you. Church, would you appreciate them once more? Uh, Nick, would would you come back up here for a second? In a moment, I want you to pray for us. Uh, You very well know the effect that this crisis has in mass. And if I look out into this community, I can guarantee you that there are people in this room that, that it may not look like it. It may look like we have it all together. But we have loved ones. We have people that are in our circles, in our communities that are dealing with these same problems. They are addicts. They are struggling with these, with these drugs. They are struggling with these problems. And if each of us here, we could do one thing, what would that be? What would you encourage us to keep doing? Pray. Pray. First, pray. I'm thankful that you shared about your grandmother who was praying for you. And I believe that our prayers, our support of those who are going through it, that is, what's God, that is what God responds to. God responds to us interceding for those who are out there. And I thank the brother who said, when God has his eye on you, nothing else works. Because once he has his eye on you, he is going to draw you to him. And so, Nick, would you lead us in prayer? In a few minutes, our worship team is going to, going to lead us in worship. And we're going to open up these altars on either side of the platform. Our elders are going to come up and their spouses are going to come up. And I want your team to also pray for those who come up. That whatever, as we sang a few moments ago, we serve a God who breaks chains. We serve a God who breaks those things that hold us down. What those patterns, those ruts that we find ourselves in, He is a God who removes us from that. And He brings new life. He brings new joy. He brings restoration to those situations that are broken. And as after Nick leads us in prayer, the worship team is going to lead us in worship. And I would invite you, if there is something in your life that you need to deal with, you may not have come in this morning expecting to hear that, Or if there's someone in your family, in your community, that needs a breakthrough, that needs a touch of God, that needs that chain of addiction to be broken, I would invite you to come up and pray with us because we serve a God who works miracles. Nick, would you lead us in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for what you've done. God, thank you for who you are. Lord, that you're sovereign above all things, Lord, that you created this universe, that you created this world, and and that you have such love for your people, Lord, that even though some of us should walk so far away from you, Lord, that you have mercy and grace upon us. So, God, we just turn our hearts to you, God, and we ask, uh, we ask prayerfully, God, for you to turn those who are still wandering, Lord, for those of us who are still wandering in the desert, for those of us who are still beat up and broken, Lord, for those who are lost, God, to simply receive 
the finished work of your son, Lord, that, that, that you sent him so that we may be saved, Lord. And, and I just, I ask every mercy upon those whose family members are out there struggling, Lord. For those of us who are our own families, those of us who, who may not even know, Lord, that they have a loved one, Lord, that just that, that you would turn their hearts, Lord, and that we would, that we would speak with confidence, Lord, uh, the message of hope, Lord, and your gospel, Lord, that you would bring us uh, to be able to minister the word that you've given us to those who need to hear it, Lord, that we could spread that hope. God, I just ask every mercy and every grace upon those who struggle, Lord, and that they know that the answer is there, Lord, and that the answer is found in you. God, just bless us and keep us. Bring us a little bit closer to you today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.